Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we stand on our feet again just, just so that we can go through our confession? Um, say, I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a courageous Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. Christian Family Church, Pretoria North, influences the city of Tuan and beyond. CFC Pretoria North has all the resources to meet the community's needs. CFC Pretoria North has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Faith is our lifestyle. Constant prayer is our priority. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in our city. We seek CFC Pretoria North establishing campuses throughout the city and beyond in our lifetime. City of Tuane, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. Kai Chimbile Evangeli. In Jesus' name. You can clap hands and sit down. Hallelujah. That's our confession. That's what we believe our church should be in this city. Hallelujah. Therefore, we are, we are continuing with our, with our series on my church. Somebody say, my church. My church. Oh, it's been quite a, an inspiring or really impactful series. I, we, we, we encourage you to go and listen to part one and part two you know, in, our, in our podcast. Um, we'll share that uh, later. If you want to know, you can just go on Spotify and search for Faith Talk Radio uh, with Evangelist Nintendo Makadi. Therefore, you will be able to pick it up. Then you can get all the messages that we've been teaching. Hallelujah. There, and you can listen to them and listen to them there. Then for this, uh, this week, uh, we are focusing on part three, which is living in the tree of life. Hallelujah. Living in the tree of life. Last week, we focused on pursuing all that God has. Oh my, my, oh my, oh my. What is, I go back and listen to it all, <laughs> all the time. Hallelujah. And the first one was on... Uh, what was, what was the first one? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eh? The, the first one was being passionate about God. Hallelujah. Serving God. I encourage you to go and listen to that one. Therefore, this morning we are focusing on living in the tree of life. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. That, Father, every receiver of the word, it shall, it shall, it shall, it shall bring harvest shall bring fruit into their lives in the name of jesus for your word when it's released it doesn't come back void father i publicly declare that i do not rely on my lips of clay but i rely on the power of the holy spirit to teach your word with accuracy excellency and boldness in the mighty name of our lord jesus christ amen and 
Amen. Hallelujah. Say, my church, let's open our Bibles in the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. This is our key scripture for this series. Jesus says here, I will build my church and, on, and the gates, sorry, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Other versions will start says, on this rock, ne, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Therefore, this, the NIV it puts it and says, I will build my church. Hallelujah. Therefore, when we say my church, even though we mean our church, the church that we fellowship at, right? But we're also talking about the church of Christ. Hallelujah. The church that Jesus says, I am building and the gates of Hades will not prevail. Therefore, the gates of hell, hell and its, its schemes and its agents and its whatever will not prevail against the church that Jesus is building. Hallelujah. Therefore, we must, we must do church with all the freedom. <laughs> we, we must be bold to do and do great exploits because Jesus said, the church that he is building, no gate of Hades will prevail. Therefore, even when we pray, we must know that there are results to our prayers because no gate of Hades shall be able to stop our prayers because they cannot prevail. Hallelujah. That's why we must be part of a church. That's why we must be part of a local church so that you can stand and literally stand and say, I am part of a church that Jesus is building and the gate of Hades will not prevail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eh? Hey, I'm preaching good here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm preaching good. But let's go to the, to the topic. That's just the introduction. Every, 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 every week I get something to say about this scripture that is different. That's how the Holy Spirit works. I don't really prepare anything, but what the Spirit tells me, I do it. But today we're talking about living in the tree of life. From last week we started a bit of teaching, you know. And this week we are also continuing that teaching mode. Therefore, if I'm not shouting a lot, please uh, bear with me, right? Uh, don't, don't doze off. You know, you're still on the operating table, remember? Hey, I must first, I must first teach you back, right? <laughs> Before you can doze off. Living in the tree of life. What is going to be my approach to God? That's what it means. What is going to be your approach to God? What is going to be your approach to God? Say with me. Today, I'm going to decide my approach to God. That's what we're talking about today. You're going you're gonna to have two choices today. That is, or two choices to choose from today. How you approach God. Both of them will get you to heaven. Right? <laughs> but yeah, they are not, both of them are not in terms of difficulty, they are not the same. Therefore, you're going to choose uh, which one you're going to follow. In the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, Now, the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden and there he put the man he had formed and the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food in the middle of the of the garden where the tree where, where the tree of life and the tree 
of the knowledge of good and of evil. Normally we know the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life normally we like, you know, we normally talk about this one. But it continues and says, and says there, let's go. It continues and says in, in, in verse 16, 17, says, And the Lord had, the Lord commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. Let's go. Now, the serpent was was more crafty than any of the evil animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from, the, from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you will and you must not touch it or you will die you will not surely uh, so you will not surely die the serpent said to the woman for for god knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like god knowing good and evil when, when, the woman, when the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they they sewed, they sewed fig leaves together and made covering, coverings for themselves. Therefore, you see here, and I want to explain these two things quickly and, and we go to the rest of the stuff, right? You see here, there is a tree that was in the middle of the garden, right? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the other trees, the Bible says, there were tree of life, and and tree of knowledge of the knowledge of good and evil therefore out of all these trees which means those other trees were good for that's what the bible says they were good for food to nourish them they were sufficient for them and god says this one if you eat it you will surely die therefore god god protected them and warned them say you must not eat this one because now these two trees the other trees, right, that are good for food. And the one that is not good for, it's good for food, but you will surely die when you eat. That's what, those are the two trees that today we're going to be talking about. And everything we're going to be explaining is going to come back to these scriptures that we read here. Hallelujah. That's why I read so that I can get that out of line. Say, in my life, or my approach to God is based or i should choose whether i live from the tree of life or 
of the knowledge of good and evil. That, those, are the, those are the two approaches that you have to decide today. But I'm going to be making a case for one, right? <laughs> uh, but you can also choose the other one. I'm going to teach on both, but I encourage you to choose that one. We've got two choices. The tree of the knowledge of good, because the tree of the knowledge of good, you have to do more to get to God. Because now you know, right? Now you know everything. Therefore, therefore, there is no mercy for you when you know everything. Because if you do it, you're doing it out of, you have decided yourself, right? But God said, you can eat everything and it's enough for you. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to rely on me. Because remember, Adam and Eve, God used to visit them every day. Therefore, therefore they, had, they, they were supposed to rely on, on those other trees for food and God's guidance when he visits them. But they say, we want to know everything. Therefore, here when you know everything, when you decide to eat or to approach God through this tree of knowledge and good, you have to do more to get to God. You have to qualify for things from God. You have to, it's your effort. The message that we're praying about here doesn't apply to you. <laughs> because you have to qualify. You know everything. Hallelujah. Therefore, I would not say you choose that one. But there is a tree of life. This tree of life is to receive what Jesus, what Jesus already did. Hallelujah. It's relying on the completed works of Jesus. Where you don't have to worry about anything. You know when I wake up, I do not decide to say today, I'm not going to sin this, I'm not going to sin that. I'm, I wake up and do life. Hallelujah. And trust the spirit in me. Trust the guidance of God to navigate me through. Hallelujah. You can pray the prayer of the Lord and say, lead me not <laughs> into temptation because I'm trusting in you for guiding me. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's what we must pray and say, Lord, you're ordering my steps today. And you go and do life. Hallelujah. Why do you do that? Because you don't want to be saying, you know, I know that if I, if I go there, then this will happen. Right? If I, therefore, if I leave I might be in a car accident. How do I, do, what do I do so that I must not be in a car accident? Right? Remember those things that can happen, right? Yeah? Then what must I do? And I'll drive 60. Okay. But somebody else can come and knock me. Okay, let me stay at home. <laughs> okay. There can be wind. There can be a storm. You are always, you are always, your mind is always preoccupied by not doing wrong. Hallelujah. Eh? You are preoccupied. But when you trust in what Jesus has already done, you say, you guide my steps. Hallelujah. You guide where I go. You guide my words. I have a conscience. You are enforcing my consciousness. You are enforcing. You are sharpening my reaction to things. You are helping me, Holy Spirit, to walk in the way that you desire me to, be, to, to walk. You are helping me to be, pro, to be productive in what I do. You are, Lord, give me wisdom for today. Hallelujah. Because you are, not, you are not relying on your own works, but you are relying on what Jesus has done. Shall I prove to you again? You wake up one morning, say, today I'm not going to say this, or today I'm not going to watch this, or today I'm not going to do this, right? And you behave for the first half of the day, right? The next thing, <laughs> the next thing you are saying, the things that you're not supposed to say, the next you say, today I'm not going to be angry, right? The next thing you are angry, the next, do you get what I'm saying? Why? Because you're relying on your own effort. 
But when I rely on this tree of life to feed me, right? I don't have to have much to do much effort. I just have to be in relationship with him. Hallelujah. It is always my vision that we become a church where people come to find relationship with God and not religion. That is my vision. That is my cry. So where people just find relationship with God and not religion. Where people are free to love their God. Not, by, not, not, not live by set of rules, but live by relationship with God. We do things because I love Him so much. Hallelujah. I come to church because I want to be fellowship with my God, with the rest of His family. Hallelujah. You can say, I can do church alone, I can join online, and online is good, right? But when you come to church, you're saying, I want to do with the rest of the family. I want to, I want to love on, on, other, on, on my other brothers and sisters because I just love the Lord and I love his people. Hallelujah. The book of, the book of John chapter 5, verse 39 to 40 says, You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Hallelujah. These are the Pharisees, right? The, the, the people who were knowledgeable about the scriptures and the law and everything. They, they, whenever he says something, they will refer him to the law. He heals somebody on Sabbath and say, why do you heal on Sabbath? The law doesn't allow that, right? They, they, they are eating from there. They are eating from which tree? From the tree of knowledge, eh, of good and evil, right? But Jesus says here, he says here, he says here, these are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Yet you refuse to eat from this tree of life. Where you can just connect to it and you get life. Hallelujah. Eh? You refuse to eat from it. You know, get, when I read the word, I'm not reading the word so that I can judge others or judge myself. I'm reading the word so that faith can rise and believe for righteousness, right? To walk in righteousness. Believe for, for, so that the promise, I can know the promise of God and stand in faith on those promises of God. I'm not getting to know so that I can go around with a, with a, red, with a red pen marking everyone wrong or right. No. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not reading the word for that. I'm reading the word so that I can know this God that I have a covenant with. I can know him better. Because you can read and not understand anything, isn't it? But when you, when you read with that attitude, the Holy Spirit is able to help you to reveal more and more and more. And that's why Jesus here says, you are reading the scriptures so that you can judge. You are reading the scriptures so that you can have knowledge, you can have wisdom, and all those things. But you are not reading the scriptures so that you can have life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, the tree of knowledge and of, 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 of good, sorry, I'm confusing this. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it tries to get, it tries to get God's approval all the time. We are the brothers, uh, Brothers, uh, what you accuse her, right? Eh? You didn't do that. You're always trying to qualify for, for things from God. That's not the confidence that we in. We do not qualify. You cannot qualify. Because the Bible says, if, if you choose to live by law, by the law, right? 
and you choose to comply with every law and everything. If you break one, you, break, you, you broke all of them. Eh? Eh? <laughs> you love your neighbor, you do that, you do that, you do that. Eh? As a man, I look at a woman somehow, broke everything. Hallelujah. Eh? Because that's, what, that's how operating through the knowledge of good and evil requires. Because you, you are seeking God's approval all the time. And if you approach God that way, you are saying, God, I will fulfill every part of the law. Hallelujah. Eh? Thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for the grace. Thank God for the tree of life. Because here in the book of Romans chapter 5, verse, uh, verse 8, when you talk about the tree of life receives God's love for me. Hallelujah. Say the tree of life. Say the tree of life receives God's love for me. I'm not seeking approval of God. I just receive his love. I do what I do because I've received this love. I walk in love because I've received this love. Not because there's a law to love, but because I've received this love. Hallelujah. When you find yourself doing things because there's a law, it cannot be sustainable. How many times do you, do you stop on the stop sign? <laughs> eh? You first check, is there a car there? Is there a car there? You're like, hey, let me, this one I'll just, I'll just treat it as a yield and go. Hallelujah. Eh? Because there's a, you know you're doing that because you know there's a law. But if you knew, if you understood that it's for your own good, that you stop at the stop sign, right? You do it with love, right? You say, I must do this because I'm protecting my life. Something may happen here, I'll be at fault. Hallelujah. But we, because we think, ah, this thing is safe. You know, complying with the law, it's, it's expensive sometimes. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when, you, when, somebody, when nobody's looking, what do you do? <laughs> Hallelujah. And we thank God that he has given us his love and his grace. Grace empowers us to do what he expects us to do. Not out of compassion, but out of love, of the love that we receive. The book of Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. Hallelujah. While we were, say with me, while I was a sinner, Jesus died for me. What does that mean? It meant you, you didn't qualify for it. You didn't earn his death. He died while you're still a sinner. Hallelujah. You just have to repent and receive his love. Hallelujah. Eh? But if you are going to the, if you're going to be, if you choose to approach God through the, 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 the tree of the knowledge of evil, of, of good and evil, you have Jesus wasn't going to die. Eh? Hallelujah. Jesus wasn't going to die. Because you have to first qualify and end it so that Jesus can die. And now you say, yeah, Jesus, now you can die. <laughs> they have repented. Now you can die. Hallelujah. But now here, he died while we were still sinners. Say, thank you, Father. Say, thank you, Father, for your love. That saved me while I was still a sinner. 
Hallelujah. Eh? Therefore, there is nothing you can do to reverse what Jesus has done for you. Because he didn't qualify it. He didn't qualify. He didn't qualify for it. Eh? Hallelujah. There is nothing that you can do to reverse what Jesus did. Because he did it out of his own heart. God did it out of his own heart. Not because you were you qualified for it. Therefore, stop qualifying for things. Accept the grace and live by the grace. Somebody will say, but are you saying I must sin and do? No, 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 no. You don't sin because you love him. Because you know sin frustrates him. Sin separates you from God. Therefore, you say, I, I don't want to be separated from God. Therefore, I do not sin. Because I want to be in constant fellowship with him. Hallelujah. Eh? If I want to be in constant fellowship with my wife, I must make sure that she's happy. <laughs> happy wife. <laughs> happy husband. Eh? <laughs> how many, how many, how many men agrees with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Therefore, if I want my home to be happy, my wife must be happy. Therefore, I know how there's peace in the house. If I know everything to turn upside down, I know the button to press. <laughs> we know the buttons to press. We know if we press this one, I, <laughs> this thing is going to turn upside down. Especially when we want to do our things. Like ah, this one. There's a plan to do one, two, three. I'm going to press that button. I know I'm going to be free to do my things. <laughs> eh? Hallelujah. <laughs> eh? But you are also with God. Because you are in a relationship with Him. You, 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 do, you walk in a right way. You, you walk in his love simply because you are in a relationship with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can you hear something here? Can, <laughs> can you switch off the... I'm just hearing myself here. That's fine. Hallelujah. Say, say, Lord, thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love. I rely on that love. I rely on that love to live a victorious Christian life in Jesus' name. Because here we are doing a comparison, right? If you check, right? The first comparison that we did is that when you live from the knowledge of good, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you have to do more to get from God, right? But in the, in the, in the tree of life, you just have to receive what Jesus has already done. Somebody has done the work for you already, right? That's a good deal, I think. And also, the second one is that in the tree of in the, I will just say the tree of good and evil, right? So, eh? You try to get God's approval. But in the tree of life, what do you do? You receive God's love. Hallelujah. You don't try to get approval. Number three is that, another comparison is that the tree of the good, of the knowledge of good and evil focuses on the external. Right? It's outside in right but the tree of life focuses on the internal we get that from the book of some first samuel chapter 16 verse 7 it says the lord does not look at the things at the things man looks at 
Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Hallelujah. God looks at the passion that you have for him. God looks at the commitment in your heart that you have for him. Hallelujah. He's not impressed by how we look and all that like men judge. Actually, what he's saying is that I don't judge through the same scale as men judges men. Hallelujah. I look at what's in the inside. Hallelujah. Therefore, if I focus on the outside, people will lift me. People will, you know, do all those things and all that. But God will be saying, but this person is, is going straight to hell. They are running actually straight to hell. As people praise them, they are actually accelerating and running faster to hell. Hallelujah. But God is saying, he's saying, I look at the things. That's why he could go and pick David who was in the, in the bushes. While there were, were his brothers, you know, who, were, who had good shoulders, who were well taken care of. Because they were not spending time looking after the livestock. But God saw the heart. Hallelujah. Of David, who God boasts and says, I found a man after my own heart. Because he was looking at what was inside of him. Obviously, externally, uh, David would not be looking good because he's spending most of the time in the bushes, right? Sleeping there. I mean, it was not like now where you take, you know, some, some goats and three o'clock you take them, you know. <laughs> at six o'clock you bring them back home. No? He, he was staying there. That's why he had to fight. Uh, he had to protect the livestock from the bears and the lions and all those kind of things. But God said, I saw a man after my own heart. How was he after his own heart? His heart always looked for God's presence. He always wanted to be in the presence of God. That's why he says, I, you know, this God of my, I love this God. I love this God. And he wrote the Psalms and says, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. The Lord is my, I shall not want. Hallelujah. Because he was feeling God's love through his fellowship. Hallelujah. He said he sat a table before my enemies. Hallelujah. Eh? And in the house, I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Why? Because he, God, God was looking in his heart. What does he have in his heart? We judge on what you have. Eh? The bigger the house, the more, you know, <laughs> the more people say, yeah, yeah, these people are, you know, eh? the bigger the cars, the, that, that's how people judge. But God looks at the heart. And God will entrust us with more and we become more steward when we are faithful in our hearts. Hallelujah. God is looking for us to be fully committed in our hearts. Everything else, that's what the Bible says, first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why is that? You seek with your heart, isn't it? You commit with your heart. Eh? A man with, with a heart, man believes, right? And with a mouth, confession is made. In the abundance of the heart, the mouth will do what? Will speak. Therefore, God is looking at what's in our heart. Hallelujah. Therefore, the, 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 this other tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, looks at the external part. What do, what, how am I behaving? Right? The, you know, how am I behaving? How am I, how am I behaving? But the, this one, the tree of life, focuses on the, inter on the eternal. The, third comp the fourth comparison is that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil of obey out of duty. Listen to that. Eh? It obeys out of compassion. I have to do this. If you don't do it, like I said, 
If you don't give, <laughs> you know, there will be trouble in your house. If you don't, that's how, that's how the external does. But the, 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 the tree of life obeys out of delight. That's why God says, I love a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. We do these things with a smile. Not feeling like um, it's a burden. If you feel like Christine is a burden to you, you must tell me. There's something that must change. Hallelujah. If it's a burden to you, if it's a burden, you know, to wake up and, and you know, something must change. Start enjoying it. Start enjoying coming to church. And you see, this thing will be easy. You know, I was telling the other time I came on a Friday and I wanted something from, the, from that side. And there were people there, you know, that side there are some stuff there. <laughs> Then there were people there talking, and I went there and said, I want one, two, three. Then the other guy started talking to me about Christianity. And said, yeah, you guys, you do this thing wrong. This religion of yours. I don't have a religion. <laughs> this is, I, said, I, said, I don't have a religion. He says, what do you have? This thing of yours. I said, it's my lifestyle. It's not a religion. I don't do it out of duty. <laughs> I do, that's why I said to him, that's why every Friday, I know that four o'clock, every Friday, I must be preparing to come here to prepare for the rehearsal. Right? And with a smile on my face. It's not a duty at all. And I told him, so you see me here every Friday. Do you think I'm, you have you seen me dragging my, I'm here joyful to serve. Hallelujah. From my heart. And I encourage you to do the same. Find an area in the church to serve. With all your heart, with a smile. Waking up early in the morning, coming here with a smile. Hallelujah. Why? Because to you it's not a duty, but it's a delight. Hallelujah. You feel fulfilled after you serve. You feel, you feel the, actually, the Bible says, He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Therefore, when you serve, it's part of diligently seeking Him. Hallelujah. Say, when I serve, when I serve in the church, I'm seeking the Lord. I'm seeking greatness. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, he who wants to be great, let him serve. Hallelujah. The book of 1 John chapter, chapter 5 verse 3 says, This love for God to obey, this is love for God to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. Hallelujah. That's, that's what I'm saying. If Christian life or Christianity to you, it feels like it's a burden, something is wrong. Maybe you have been taught Christianity from a wrong perspective. Hallelujah. But I'm here today to say, this thing doesn't have to be burdensome. This thing has to be delight. Hallelujah. The yoke, you know, the yoke that we carry is not, is not heavy at all. It's light. He has taken the heavy one from us. Where you don't decide, let me tell you. Where you don't decide what to do at what time. But there are things that control you. Eh? Remember, when in the, in, the, in the covenant of the law, in the covenant of the law, you didn't decide what to do when. Right? Eh? There were st certain things that were controlling you. Now in the covenant of grace, because God lives in you, and he, 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 he controls you, like it's him who lives in you. When you want to sin, you decide, now I want to sin. You decide now. I want to sin now, and and the conscience still says, "But stop!" And you still say, "I'm going on," <laughs> and you do it, eh? Eh? and your heart starts to beat fast, eh? and you say, "I'm gonna do it." 
And after you've done it, you feel so bad. That's in the grace. Because you decide. In the law, you didn't decide. The devil could, you know, when you are possessed with things, you don't decide when to do things. Those things will just wake up and be angry. The mood changes. Hallelujah. And somebody will say, I want to leave this alcohol. I want to leave the cigarette. But I can't. He has possessed them. They are possessed with it. But when you, when you are free, like we are free, say I'm free. I am free. Like we are. When we want to sin, you sin by your own decision. You decide to do that thing. You, say, you decide to say that thing. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit of God has empowered us, has given us the, has given us the, the deciding power to decide whether I'm going to sin or not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I'm free. I'm free. Therefore, there are three responses that you can, you can take today or you can, you can do today. The first one is that fall in love with Jesus. If you want to live from the, from the tree of life, fall in love with him. Nothing will be a duty to you. Nothing will be a burden to you when you fall in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a song that I love by uh, that guy, Butler. Hallelujah. The Bible says here in the book of John chapter 14 verse 15 says if you love me, you will obey what I command. Hallelujah. You're not obeying because it's a command, but you're obeying because it's said by somebody that you're in love with. Hallelujah. That you are in a relationship. Hallelujah. The second, the second scripture is, is 2 Corinthians chapter, four, chapter 5 verse 14. He says, for Christ's love, for Christ's love compels us. Hallelujah. It's the love that is driving this thing. It is the love that is at the center of our walk with Jesus. It compels us. I may not want to, my flesh may not want to do it. But the love in me compels me to love the neighbor. Compels me to be generous. The love in me compels me to serve. Hallelujah. The love in me, the love in me compels me to invite somebody to church. The, this love in me drives my life. Hallelujah. Because I'm in love. Hallelujah. Eh? Have you ever been in love? <laughs> hey, you know when somebody's in love, you can't tell them anything. <laughs> you can't tell <laughs> You can't tell them anything. <laughs> eh? When somebody has fallen in love, I'm telling you, now with the phone, it's obvious. You, you can't control them. Hallelujah. Can we be the same to Jesus? Where we are uncontrollably 
in love with Jesus. Where everyone, when you hear somebody speaking about Jesus, you stop everything. Hallelujah. When he nudges you to pray, you stop everything. Whether it's in the middle of the night, whether you are busy with whatever, you say, Jesus has spoken. It's the love in me has compelled me. When you see somebody who's struggling, you say, but the love compels me to buy them something. When you see somebody with the kids in the shop and you see they want to buy this sweet, but the mother is saying, I don't have the money. You say, don't worry, mother. The love in me compels me to buy the sweets for these kids. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I'm in love. Because I'm in love. Say I'm in love. Say I'm in love. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first love that you must look for, it is this love. Because I can fulfill the commandment, the commands of the Bible better by falling in love with God rather than trying to obey everything. Hallelujah. Eh? Everything springs out of the, as a result, the fruit of the love. Hallelujah. That of love. Because say, I'm in love. The, th the, th the second thing, the second response is that you respond to sin with life. You, you, you respond to sin with life. Let's read here from the book of John chapter 3 verse 17. In the message Bible, it says, God did not go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger. Telling the world how bad, it, how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. Hallelujah. He didn't come so that he can reveal sin. But he came so that he can help us overcome it. Hallelujah. Therefore, how do we overcome sin? By trusting Jesus. Whatever you struggle with, lay it at his feet and say, Lord, I struggle. I repent from it and I'm trusting you today that I will never do it again. Hallelujah. When I'm about to do it, I will lose peace. Peace must leave me. When I'm about to sin, Lord, peace must leave me. Let me not have peace. Hallelujah. Therefore, I will know that I'm about to go to do a wrong thing. Hallelujah. The third one, which, which is the last one, but before we go to the third one, Jesus came to set me free. Say with me. Jesus came to set me free, not make me sorry. Hallelujah. Eh? That's what I <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't come. Jesus didn't come to say, but he came to give us freedom. Say, here's a hand. Take my hand. Hallelujah. The third one is, the third response is that, guard my heart from going back. Guard my heart from going back. You know, there's a statement that we put there. It says, human history is the long, ter terrible story of men trying to find something other than God which will make him happy that C.S. Lewis says people have been trying to find things to make them happy other than God but let me tell you there is no such a thing there's the Bible here in the book of John 1 John chapter 5 verse 12 says who has 
who has the son has life. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. Hallelujah. Lord, guard my heart. Say, Lord, guard my heart so that I do not go back. Lord, guard my heart. You can stand on your feet. Say with me, Lord, guard my heart so that I do not go back. You are here today and say, I don't know, maybe I've been trying too much to get God's approval. I've been trying too much and I'm failing. I don't know, I'm tired of this Christianity. But today you've got the knowledge, you've got, you've got the wisdom today. That today you can decide to fall in love with Jesus. Can you just raise your hands and say this with me? Close your eyes wherever you are. And say, Lord, I repent from trusting myself. I repent from doing it my way. Today, I give that away. And I take and I receive your love. I decide today to fall in love with you. Lord, pour out your love. I want your love in my life. I want your love in my life. Say thank you, Lord, for loving me unconditionally. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love. Thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love. Just thank the Lord for his unfailing love. Maybe you might have felt somehow, sometimes, that God doesn't love you. Why is this thing happening in my life? Why is this thing not happening or this thing happening in my life? But today you change your perspective. Today you decide to fall in love. Maybe there are things that you do not understand that are happening in your love. But the love of God will make it all clear. Just rely on His love. Say all things are working, to the, are working for the good of those who love the Lord. Say, Lord, I love you. Just commit your love to Jesus and say, Lord, I love you. Just say, Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord. 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 I receive love. Oh, Lord, I receive your love. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. To love because I love you, Lord. Because of your love, I'm able to be generous because, Lord, of your love in my life. Oh, I'm able to serve with delight because of your love. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in love. I'm in love. Say, Father, thank you for loving me and you gave Jesus right now 
I boldly declare that I'm in love with Jesus. Say I'm in love with Jesus. Family, when you when you when you say that because you are in love with him and he's in love with you and he was in love he loved you before you loved him let me tell you when you love him back he will take care of everything that worries you because he cannot be in love with you and see you suffer he cannot love in you with you and see you struggling he takes your burden he says he says bring cast all your burdens unto me and i will care for you and he will care for you because he's in love with you and you cast to you cast to him because he you are in love with him say lord i love you and you're taking care of me in jesus name let's clap hands for jesus let's clap hands for jesus